the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Everyone, right now it is uh, six minutes past twelve. It is Friday. It is July. 16th, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. They are having a fabulous season. I can't say that I'm surprised because I'm not. Uh, because everything, they do such a tremendous job. The colors are just fabulous. I share their Facebook page quite a bit. And right now, folks, they also have at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, locally owned and operated, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, they have homegrown, fresh produce that they carry every day. Zucchini, yellow squash, green peppers, cucumbers. Stop in and see them. And also the selection. You know, when I say that someone runs a good Facebook page, what I mean is some people... You know, updated quite a bit. And some people, they just like have a presence, but they are constantly on it and they're constantly updating it so people can see everything that it is that they have to offer. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Um, stop in and see them right off of, uh, right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. For instance, um, they posted the hydrangeas just there are just outstanding and the colors are really magnificent i mean look at that that is absolutely beautiful it is a work of art and then of course as i mentioned they have the uh, fresh vegetables but the hydrangea plants they have are just really remarkable now we're also we do the uh, live facebook stream at noon and during breaking news and just look at those hydrangea plants for those that are uh, tuning in i mean that is that is not easy to do that is not something you see every day stop in and see them folks 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown it's and then look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center well folks good afternoon again uh no rain and as you just heard in the forecast we're just gonna have to uh, roll with what we have so um with uh, right now as i'm looking at the forecast i mean could be worse could be worse could be like last weekend with all the rain but it's not like that right now and uh it is warm but we'll take the uh the warm weather now as i mentioned the website and you are going to hear me mention the website because because folks again we tend to do stories that other people are not doing on the website which is petro.com and for different reasons there's different agendas uh that are out there but um it's petro.com which is brought to you by the coincident rhode island tradition since 1977 226 coincident avenue in west warwick it's the coincident remember they're open at noon they're open for lunch right now stop in for a great meal at the coincident now as i mentioned last hour as i mentioned last hour and one of the reasons why um, people, DePetro.com has become so popular is because, again, and it's not even by design. Sometimes there are stories that I would think that the rest of the media would also cover. And then they just choose not to cover them for whatever reason. And such as if you log on at DePetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Here are some of the headlines. BLM leader sides with Cuba over the USA. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit. How about the fact that David says Congressman David Cicilline is sending out fundraising letters, trying to raise money, frightening people, saying that QAnon is recruiting people to run for office. Sitting congressman, sitting congressman, sending that out. And again, the rest of the media, they don't touch it. They put Donald Trump maybe out of the White House. His legacy is far from gone. This is from David Sisson, U.S. Congress, far right wing of the Republican Party. Conspiracy theorists, extreme incite violence, spread misinformation on Fox News, other conservative platforms like the John DePietro show. In fact, a new report found over 30 QAnon supporting candidates already intend to run for Congress in 2022. So what does he say? You need to donate to me. You need to donate to us right now. He then writes, QAnon is not just a harmless conspiracy theory. 
It's a source of domestic terrorism. Look at January. They will not get past January 6th. He goes after Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Video footage shows a close ally inside the building during. Listen, this was not an armed insurrection. And folks, again, the reason I mention this is just because I don't understand how the rest of the media won't cover it. You know what else that they don't do that I don't mind mentioning to you? Also, you have the Sale Street family that they did started a GoFundMe. They spread out information that they were 20 children were beaten. Infants were pepper sprayed. None of that was proven true, right? And so far, they've raised basically $15,000 in a GoFundMe off of, and the media won't even call them out on it. So then we also have, obviously, a lot of the police body cam video that defend and back up the Providence police. Notice that the, the rest of the media is not going with that. And then we have the fact that the Black Lives Matter leader, Brother Gary, who we had on one after dark last week, he sides with the rise of the Moors. He sides with the rise of the Moors and even said what he wants is more black people with guns. What is the reaction in the local media? Silence. What if, in fact, someone connected with the Trump campaign made a statement like that? Where do you think it would land in the media? Where do you think that it might land if that would happen? And yet they continue. You know, Cicilline, again, never talks about the violence that you witnessed last summer. And that's something that the Democrat Party, they, they want you to pretend that last summer never happened. They want you to pretend that you didn't see what you watched as there was so much destruction done. Right? Every major city. And a city like the city of Providence still has not recovered. As a matter of fact, another story that no one is really talking about. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1213. Something that no one else is, is really talking about. But much like Mayor Bill de Blasio, I mean, he is the mayor and is, you know, presided over the destruction of New York City. He did. Now, the good news is he's out of office at the end of this year. And the next mayor who's going to be in charge... Eric Adams, he uh, basically won the Democrat primary on a platform of we must stop crime. But what no one else is really writing about is the fact that Mayor Alorza allowed protesters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the defund the police socialist. He has allowed them to destroy the city of downtown Providence, absolutely destroy the city of Providence. Um, and the decision that he allowed, or someone did, he's the mayor. So this is going to be like the buck stops here. Either it was either him or it was the public safety commissioner, Stephen Perry. Somebody allowed those protesters starting last summer into the fall to start going up to Federal Hill. And Federal Hill has not recovered from that. It hasn't. And what you've seen in Rhode Island that no one else is talking about is a lot of suburban bars and restaurants are booming. Um, You know, last week, last Friday night, I was at a a suburban place and it's a great place. And I'm going to start talking about it uh, coming up. But it was it's in North Providence on Smith Street, Saturdale Revival. and And it was packed Friday night, summertime, packed. And I would say half of the crowd, normally, if they were out, and again, it was lousy weather, so people are not down in Narragansett or Newport or Galilee and so forth. But a lot of these people normally would have been up out, out on Federal Hill, but they weren't. They were at Centerdale Revival, Smith Street, Shane runs a great place. Uh, there are certain pockets of Rhode Island that have really boomed up, and that's one of them. People are afraid to go. People, I don't want to use the word afraid because then people get uncomfortable with that. Let's just say people don't want to deal with the nonsense. Mayor Alorza allowed the protesters, first of all, you had the riot back in June. That, that was on him. That was on him. He, he had the police stand down. He didn't, they weren't properly protected. 
They should have had the National Guard in there. You know, Governor Amundo, to her credit, she only allowed that to happen once. And there was really no precedent for it, although it was happening in other places. But they, they destroyed Providence Place Mall. They destroyed the surrounding areas. A lot of those stores still have not reopened. And guess what? They're not going to reopen. But then it was Alorza that allowed that. Alorza did not want a curfew. And he also didn't want the National Guard to come into Providence. It was Gina Raimondo. To her credit, like her or not, she insisted, absolutely not. We're bringing in the National Guard. And we're also going to have a curfew. And those two things... That aided the police, and that aided the Providence police. But many of those places have not recovered. But it was Mayor Alorza who allowed them to start going up to Federal Hill. And people don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with it. Last Friday night, when I was out in North Providence, no one was talking about it. But those are people you don't, who wants to deal with them surrounding your table? Who wants to deal with all the crime in the ATVs. And this is not, you know, these poor kids have nowhere to ride. It's all nonsense. And no one calls them out on it. And But it was it was Alorza that allowed this to happen. He has presided, and I'll say it. Listen, whether you want to say if Raymond was still alive or Cianci were mayor, there's no way. I will say that about former Mayor Buddy Cianci. There's no way he would have allowed those protesters to destroy Federal Hill. And Federal Hill, you know, between they allow all the different types of Federal Hill was filled with great Italian restaurants, right? That's the Rhode Island Little Italy. Boston has the North End. Rhode Island has Federal Hill. You know, now they've allowed all different types of restaurants, which I think kind of ruins the flavor of it. Some people may not agree with that, but and that's not nothing to do with race. But when you think of Federal Hill, do you think of great Indian food? I don't. I think it kind of ruins it. They allowed some nightclubs to open, uh, but it's the protesters that destroyed it. And people, as I've said in the past, now you have some mainstays, right? You have, I love the old canteen, Camille's right there at the foot of the hill. Angelo's is a little farther in. But a good example of what Mayor Alors has done is Siena which was a very popular place on Federal Hill. Siena did great. And Siena is closed and not reopening. Mayor Alorza allowed the protesters to destroy Federal Hill, and the media won't even go into it. And the media never calls out, you know, a couple of groups, they will not question the leaders of Black Lives Matter. When the leader of Black Lives Matter said, I think the solution, the rise of the Moors, are teaching us is we need to start handing out handguns to black families in Providence, media blackout. To their credit, the Boston Globe ran the quote. You had to find it. To me, it should have been the headline. But they kind of, what I would call, buried the lead. Now, there's two factions of Black Lives Matter on Rhode Island. You have Brother Gary, the original, and then you kind of have like this spin-off, rip-off, who's really in with the socialists and the Marxists. And that is a Black Lives Matter pack, as they call themselves, R.I. pack. They're the ones that immediately descended onto Sales Street, the people with, uh, you know, the pepper spray and saying that 20 children were beaten and police were purposely pepper spraying infants and police are killing children and Providence Police nearly murdered people. I mean, all lies. No one calls them out except for yours truly. But now, so in in a matter of a week, you have Black Lives Matter Rhode Island with Brother Gary saying, you know, we're with the rise of the Moors, let alone the fact no one does follow up that rise of the Moors, the leader Jamal was arrested by state police, not exactly sure what was involved. His number two lieutenant is facing charges in Rhode Island. Three times tried to buy a gun with a fake ID, which is a crime. No follow-up. No one says, are you still on board with it? Nothing. But the latest now, and I recognize I'm the only one to write about this, but for them to side with Cuba. Now, we already know, for those that are paying attention Black Lives Matter sided with the Palestinians against Israel. 
Very anti-Semitic talk. I talked about, I attended, I was mortified at this protest back in the spring on the east side of Providence. And they were chanting and, you know, screw the Jews and all this other very anti-Semitic inflammatory talk. No one will report that. Rhode Island Coalition for Israel had a rally to combat the anti-Semitism. I was the only member of the media to go and cover their rally. Black Lives Matter, they're falling. They were in the rain with those idiots last Saturday. Well, two weeks ago now, right? Yeah, the weekend of, um, was it last Saturday? I can't remember now, folks. But anyhow, it's all starting to blend together a little bit. Then you have, um, excuse me, it was the weekend of 4th of July. It was the weekend of 4th of July because it was the same day that the rise of the Moors got arrested. Now you have them siding with Cuba against the United States. You know, they, they are ignorant, especially the leader. They are controlled by the socialists. They are with the provident socialists. These are people, they are ashamed of the country. See, it all ties in with, to me, with critical race theory. It does. It's all kind of connected. They all have the same objective. They're trying to continue to push forth that white people are evil. If you're white, you're racist. If you're white, you benefit from white privilege. That the country's systemic racism. You know, they like to chant every city. I won't say the real word they use. They say blank. F word. Every city, every state. America was never great. Blank. Every city, every state. America was never great. They love to chant that. And then we've learned how much they really want to push it uh, in the classroom. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. I speak from experience. We are having a problem with our dishwasher. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. What's the problem? The problem is when you're going to do a wash with the dishwasher, you put in the little, comes like a little pod, and it normally, you know, dissolves, and then that's how you clean everything. Suddenly, it's not doing that. Now we just have, like, hot water running through. Did I try to fix it? I am telling you, I am, I just, I'm not gifted like that. Did I just go out and buy a new dishwasher? No. What did I do last night? I texted or called Ryan's Appliance Repair. That's who, and I have my appointment, they're going to come and ideally and hopefully fix the dishwasher. Folks, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. The dishwasher is dying, so I called Ryan. You know what's amazing is, and the thing about an appliance is it just comes out of nowhere. And I don't want to say it ruined the night, but it actually kind of ruined the night. Because then it's like, oh, God, what do we have to go back to, you know, washing dishes and drying dishes? And, oh, my God, do I have to get out the paper plates? The worst thing about appliances, is it just, like, it can just go, right? Like, you suddenly, one moment the washing machine is working, the next minute, it's not. One minute the dryer's working, the next minute it's not. I experienced that. I went to make microwave popcorn. And suddenly the the microwave wasn't working. I mean, that's the frustrating thing about an appliance. It just, it doesn't warn you. It just goes. Suddenly, the dishwasher's not working. So I called Ryan. That's what I did. So I'm what I'm doing, I'm encouraging you to do. 401-710-7096. Ryan's appliance are here. We're on the schedule. They're going to come out. And I, I promise you, I have full confidence they will repair the dishwasher. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, I called Ryan. Saturday appointments are available. or work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And senior citizens, discounts are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Kogan and Heating, or in this type of weather, cooling. Now... Is your cooling system, it's very warm outside. And the rest of the summer, they're projecting well into September, we're going to be dealing with some stifling, uh, really a very oppressive heat and humidity. Call Coogan Heating, Cooling, Plumbing today. Coogie will cool you off. 401 732 6562. 401 
732-6562, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook. Also, the website is recooganheating.com. It's Coogie. Are you having a problem right now with your cooling system? Maybe it's not working efficiently. Or maybe after this weather, you're like, you know what? That's it. We're getting central air. Uh, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. Call Coogan Cooling. 732-6562. And also, if you need a plumber, helpful, trustworthy, reliable, 24-hour emergency service, RE Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. So I just want to um, go go back. I'm going to touch on what I was just mentioning regarding the Black Lives Matter, which no one will touch on the fact. The fact that Black Lives Matter is now, Rhode Island now, uh, taking sides against the United States of America with Cuba. And that is completely misguided. It is. It is, it is misguided. It is someone that is uh, completely lost, uneducated, ignorant. And it's, to me, it's laughable. But all I'm saying is, here's what I'm saying. And, and folks, I, I see and deal with the rest of the media all the time. But all I'm saying is, and I don't, I'm not going to like, you know, corner somebody or something like that. All I'm saying is, it's, it's fair game that if someone like the leader of Black Lives Matter, if they say that 20 children were beaten by Providence police, if they come out with a published statement, 20 children were beaten, they were nearly murdered, Providence police killed children. Providence police were purposely pepper spraying infants. All I'm suggesting is when you're going to interview them, it's fair game to ask them about their completely bogus false statements. And, and furthermore, I don't understand how you don't ask them. Because otherwise, it's just, you know, when they talk about fake news and they're always trying to talk about the Trump people, to me, the biggest lies come out of that's why cigar cough, not a COVID cough. That's why, you know, many say, people say black lies instead of black lives. It's, it's one lie after another. It's like Cicilline saying five people died on January 6th from the armed insurrection. Well, first of all, there was no one armed. <laughs> the only person that was armed was Schumer's security guard that shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, the unarmed protester, Air Force veteran. And five people didn't die. The only person that died from the insurrection was the peaceful, truly peaceful protester, veteran, Ashley Babbitt. The other people, it had nothing to do with, well, they say Officer Michael Sicknick and they had the big thing. No, he, someone threw a fire extinguisher. No, he died of a stroke. And if you see some of the footage of him, he, it's, it's not what his profile picture they were using. I feel terrible about it, and he leaves behind a family, but he went back to his office. He suffered two strokes that night. I don't know what is. They never released the autopsy other than just to say he died of a stroke. Uh, that was someone. If he had gone to the hospital instead of going back to his office where he collapsed, I, he, he may have lived. I was with a friend of mine very recently who is lucky to be alive. He happened to, something didn't feel right. He immediately went to the hospital and they saved his life. It can be, it can be situations like that. The other thing they said was that uh, one woman was trampled by the crowd, completely false. It was just somebody in Washington and she had taken fentanyl and she had an overdose. I don't know who she was, what she was doing there, why she took fentanyl. Well, I don't know whether she didn't know she was taking fentanyl. But she OD'd from that, not from the mob. And then two other people that died, died outside over near where the speech was. As I've said, you know, before, it's tragic, but people, um, and I'm not trying to sound callous about this, but people die every day. Um, There's a story in Philadelphia, a high school kid, um, last, I think it was last week in the heat, he... um, High school football player collapsed on the field and and died. Now there was the <clears throat> the NFL changed the way they do spring sessions because of you had that 
football player for the Minnesota Vikings who collapsed. They were doing double sessions in terrible, extreme, extreme heat. But anytime there's a large event, there were people that, you know, they people have strokes, people have heart attacks, people have various things that go wrong or OD or whatever it may be. I mean, it is terrible. Now, another story that I want to touch on, folks, is <clears throat> something else that no one will touch on. And again, good afternoon. It's 1231 on this Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Have you noticed all the hit and runs lately? Every single day, there's a story on a hit and run. And no one is really talking about it. It's not your imagination. Sometimes it's fatal. Sometimes it's just people into the, into the uh, hospital. But it's daily now with hit and run. And the people don't stop. I was speaking with some members of law enforcement. Watch, notice now, as I say it, you're going to say, you know, you're right. If you go on the Channel 10 and Channel 12 website, every single day, especially in the last two, somebody's getting hit and it's a hit and run. You know, I was speaking with a member of law enforcement last evening and he was, we were talking about it. And he said there's several factors. One that, again, the media never wants to touch is the fact that, you know, a lot of it's in Providence. Mayor Lords is running a sanctuary city. And you have people that they're illegals. And their first inclination is to run. You also had a fatal accident. Man lost his life on a motorcycle right in broad daylight. Five o'clock, 4.30. Just the other day, right at the 146, 95, where you get a break off like that. And now I'm told that that person's an illegal. And they were drunk. That was driving the, the car. But just in the past two days, last night, Cranston had a hit and run. Providence the other day, there was a hit and run. I've heard a couple different things. Number one, there's several reasons. There's no one factor. So I don't want to say number one, but several of the reasons I've heard. The amount of increased legalized drugs. People are on drugs. They're not in their right state of mind. They shouldn't be behind the wheel. And then when they hit the people, they leave because they don't want to get caught because they shouldn't be behind the wheel. That's a reason, number one. Illegal aliens without question. They panic. They're not even supposed to be here. There are accidents. They don't stick around. So they leave. There's a third theory floating out there. There's less accountability now. You know, do you notice that? There's a lawlessness that took over last summer. It was started with all the protesters they let go. All the protesters that they didn't prosecute. All the protesters that were allowed to break windows and steal and loot and burn things. <clears throat> and it becomes a level of accepted lawlessness. You know, there was a shooting. Someone was killed Sunday night in the city of Providence. Mayor Alors arrives at the scene. Is he angry? No. Does he demand justice? No. What's his message? We're all kind of to blame for this. These poor kids have, keep in mind, he has no idea who did it, who was involved, what the motive was. You know, we're all a little to blame here. These poor kids, the guy was 20 years old. These kids have nothing. He has no idea how old the gunman was, where they're from, what was this over. Nothing. Nothing like we're going to find who did this and held them accountable is unacceptable This violence will not stand. Whoever did this, I vow to you, we will find you and you will be tried and sent to prison. Nothing. Zero. Doesn't even enter his mind. As I've said, the mayor of Lorza is not exactly, does not believe in tough love. Right? I mean, his, this goes back to somebody at a handgun shot somebody or shot at somebody at, yeah, Nordstrom's. Do you remember that? In the parking garage. And what did he say? Some knucklehead shows up with a handgun. A knucklehead with a handgun. Um, Then you had last June. You had the riots at the mall. The riots downtown. What did Mayor Lorza say? These are not our people. These are not Providence people. Do you know the two people they arrested that torched the cruiser? One of them lived two miles from downtown. 
The other one lived four miles from downtown, right over the Providence Cranston line. 67, what was it, 75 arrested? No, no, one person went to jail. I think it was somebody that torched the cruiser. So everybody else set free. It is lawlessness. So when you start to tell people you're a victim, there's no accountability for your actions. You do poorly in school, blame the system. You did poorly in school, let me guess, you had a white teacher. You can't get a job, that's because of your skin color. Everything now, and it's very destructive, everything is race. Everything is color and skin, and it's coming down. They've decided to go for broke. They've decided to go for critical race theory. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Now, we've had a lot of rain. We have had a lot of humidity. Outside your home or your business, you have green algae and mildew, the dreaded green stuff. You have different stains. Here's a thought. Let's get rid of it. Contact Jamie's Power Wash today, 401-837-4545, You've heard me talk about Jamie. Jamie's Power Wash is also J. Freitas Construction and Deck Staining. Excuse me, one of our listeners, Keith, is having a big pool party this Sunday. Contacted Jamie, boom, he went over. The before and after are remarkable. And the same thing with some of the sides of the homes or businesses, Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. Look for him on Facebook, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, apostrophe S, Jamie's Power Wash. Call him at 401-837-4545. And remember, professional power washing, deck staining, it's Jamie's Power Wash. So again, I, I believe it all ties in between critical race theory And a lot of the unaccountability that's going on right now. There's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Critical race theory is a hustle. It may resemble a serious academic discipline, but it's really just a fancy argument for racial preference. And it's written by Jason Riley, who writes, and you know, I was just saying this last night. I was talking about in Providence, city of Providence, where... 95% of 8th grade students in Providence, 95, and this was pre-pandemic. Remember, education got worse during the pandemic. 95% of the 8th graders in in the city of Providence cannot do math at at their 8th grade level in the public school system. It's different in the private school. It's also different, I believe, in the charter schools. But regular public school, 95% cannot do math, are not proficient in math. At an eighth grade level. Maybe they do it at a seventh grade level. Maybe they do it at a, at a sixth grade level. Maybe you say, well, it's not that bad. At least they can do fifth grade math, but I know what they can't do. They can't do eighth grade math. 90%, 90, nine zero are not proficient in English. Nine, only, only 10% are proficient in English. What does that mean? It means only 10% of the kids in eighth grade in the Providence public school system, can read and do English at an eighth grade level. And by the way, folks, let's keep in mind, a D is eighth grade level. A D is passing. It's not passing with flying colors, but can't do it at an eighth grade level. They may read at a seventh grade level. They may read at a sixth grade level. Some of them may read at a second grade level, but they cannot read at an eighth grade level. 90% unable to. So... He writes, the majority of American fourth and eighth graders can't read or do math at grade level, according to the education department. And that assessment is from 2019, before the learning losses from the pandemic school closures. I was saying last night on One After Dark, all they should focus on is English and math. All this stuff of teaching about racism and skin color. That's not going to help the kids with English and math. He writes, whenever someone asks me about critical race theory, the statistic comes to mind. What's the priority, teaching math and reading or turning elementary schools into social justice boot camps? Given that black Hispanic students are more likely to be lagging, it's a question that anyone professing to care deeply about social inequality might consider. 
Learning gaps manifest themselves in all kinds of ways later in life, unemployment rates, income level, likelihood of teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and mama with the criminal justice system. Our jails and prisons already have too many woke illiterates. Wealthier parents will make sure their kids receive a decent education, even if it means using private schools or hiring tutors. But the majority of children are relegated to the traditional public school system, where progressives now want to prioritize the teaching of critical race theory. In addition to being a horrible idea, the timing couldn't be worse. As the country rapidly diversifies for more than a decade, U.S. population growth has been driven primarily by Asian and Hispanics. Liberals want to teach children to obsess over racial ethnic differences. What could go wrong? Recently, again, folks, this is Wall Street Journal, the nation's two largest teachers unions, NEA, and you have NEA Rhode Island, and the AFT, American Federation of Teachers, that's Winsocket, that's Providence, that's Work, that's Cranston, announced they've jumped on the bandwagon. At its annual meeting earlier this month, NEA adopted a proposal stating it's reasonable and appropriate for curriculum to be informed by academic frameworks for understanding and interpreting the impact of the past on current society, including critical race theory. More of the organization pledged folk to fight back against anti-CRT rhetoric and issue a study that critiques empire, white supremacy, anti-blackness, Racism, capitalism, other forms of power oppression. There was no proposal vowing to improve math and reading test scores. Meanwhile, the NEA sister outfit, the AFT, American Federation Teachers, has joined forces with Ibram X. Kendi, an activist scholar, only embraces racial discrimination against whites. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. That's what they say. The only remedy... To present discrimination is future discrimination, asserted in, quote, how to be an anti-racist. Can you imagine? Sadly, that sort of circular drivel is what's passing for deep thinking on race today. He spoke at American Federation Teacher Conference last week. The union announced it will donate copies of his writings to schools, AFT members, educators, and youth mentors. I want to repeat They're preaching the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. Wow. Critical race theory ideology also entering the classroom via the New York Times 1619 Project, which claims Revolutionary War was fought to preserve slavery, earned its credit or a Pulitzer Prize. In the book, Woke Racism. They argue proponents have mostly been given a pass because they're racial minorities. They're on the left. Criticizing them is politically incorrect. On the issue of the Revolutionary War, it's false. But the current cultural etiquette requires pretending it isn't true. Because Hannah Jones, who wrote it, is black. Someone received a Pulitzer Prize for a mistaken interpretation of historical documents about which legions of actual scholars are expert. Meanwhile, the claim is being broadcast unquestioned in educational materials being distributed across the nation. Ah, God. There's no shortage of books of slavery of America's founding. None of them have been written by this Ms. Hannah Jones. To what, other than her race and politics, does she owe all this deference? And while Kendi's using trendier language, anti-racism, implicit bias, critical race theory amounts to little more than fancy arguments for affirmative action and always has. The theory comes out of the legal academy. And early proponents argue that race, ethnic background, gender should be used as academic credentials in hiring and promoting professors. It's less serious academic discipline than a hustle. It posts the racial inequality today is the sole fault of whites and the sole responsibility of whites to solve. Although racial preference for blacks, it's employed by elites primarily for the benefits of elites, though in the name of helping the underprivileged. Ultimately, it's about blaming your problems on other people. 
based on their race, which might be the last thing we should be teaching our children. And folks, the reason I wanted to read that is that is exactly what is happening and going on. And and as far as if you're listening right now and it's 1246 and just keep in mind, you're going to see and hear a lot more about this when school rolls around in the fall. And as far as the AF, the teachers unions have fully embraced this. You know what else is this is basically an excuse they can use <clears throat> for the poor math scores and the poor English scores. What they want to do is get the focus and talk about anything other the failure in math and English. Maybe your child goes to Winsocket Public School and you have a reason and you have a right to be upset about just how how atrocious it truly is. They now have an out. We're not focusing on that anymore. We're going to focus on the racial inequality. And as we've learned with a lot of these teach these uh, school meetings, school committee meetings, if you're against it, by the way, that means you're a racist. That's the way they're framing it. If you're against critical race theory, you know why? Because you're a racist. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Now, why not use this time right now? Why not use this time to have your driveway paved? Right? Why not? J. Perry Paving. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, uh Seal coating patios, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook, 401-732-1730. Remember, the benefits of asphalt paving, affordable, smooth and safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled and reused. J. Perry Paving. Call them today. And remember, if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, folks. Free quote. 732-1730. 732-1730. For J, letter J, J Perry Paving. And especially if you're listening right now, it's 1248, and maybe you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or uh, on Facebook Live and or at the website, debitro.com, or these people listen all different forms of ways. Some people listen in a simple radio app or different apps. My point is, if you're parents, let's just say, are in fact um, a veteran. Your mom or your dad or your grandfather, grandmother, aunt, uncle, maybe you are. Why not get you, you know what would be a great gift for a veteran? Get the driveway paved. Call them 732-1730-401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. And also learn the benefits of asphalt paving, the, the, uh, the black drop, the uh, blacktop. Snow melts right off it. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, and it looks great. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I also want to just remind people, if you're ever in an accident, call, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. If someone hits your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. 272 If right now, at 12.50, 10 minutes of one on this Friday, maybe you're saying, you know what? Someone hit my sister's car. Or you went to the market. You went to the grocery store. You went to the go to a plaza or store. You came out. Someone dented your vehicle. Could be a small fender bender. Get it fixed. Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. They'll repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition. Call Kenny, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, this brings us full circle to the fact that Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, siding with Cuba over the United States and trying to compare what's pathetic is trying to compare what Cuba does to their people to last summer with the protesters. Rubber bullets, 
drones, tanks all over the place? Were there tanks in Rhode Island? I'm unaware there were tanks. Tanks all over the place? Drones. But Cuba's the oppressive government. We're starving Cuba. No, Cuba is starving Cuba. Cuba has a brutal regime. The Cuban people are prisoners of Cuba. They can't leave. Many of these protesters, like Black Lives Matter or AOC, we side with Cuba over the United States. Why don't they go to Cuba and see what it's like if they, they speak out? Or talk to the Cuban people. You know, Black Lives Matter, they want to have a protest and march down the street. And they're against. And they go right up to police. Blank the police. Blank the government. Blank, they had no problem saying that way against Trump. What's frightening is they don't have a clue of what happened to them. If, they, if, if Cubans did that. Cubans did that. You're allowed to do it. This business he mentions of the... Um, rubber bullets sending people to the hospital for peacefully protesting. Now, the as long as if people truly were peaceful protesting, they were totally allowed to do that. I should know. I was there. Who ran into trouble? People that threw rocks. People that threw bricks. People that uh, broke windows. People that started fighting with police. That's who got arrested. That's who got arrested. People that were lighting fires and looting. Most of them got away for free. Do you know what would happen if you did that in Cuba? Cuba is a wreck. What frightens me is these people, they have no idea what they're talking about. But let's call them out on it. Let's draw attention to it. And for anyone listening right now, that and on so many of the left and the woke, oh, yeah, I support Black Lives Matter, absolutely. In Barrington, they've taken over the town council there. They fly their flag. Do you understand they're, they're taking sides with Cuba against the United States? We allow people, obviously, to protest freedom of speech. If you're arrested, all those protesters, they all have attorneys. Let's just even say January 6th. Those people, they're all being represented. A bunch of them are still being held. But last summer, were there any protesters in the United States who disappeared, never heard from again? Goes on in Cuba all the time. Anyone they consider a dissident. Do you know how paranoid those people are that the government is watching them and they are watching them? The fact that Cuba has thuggest brown shirt militia. They have no clue. Or understanding what would happen. See, this is embarrassing. For someone to post and try to compare. Oh, you think the Cuban government's bad? What about what the Providence police did with the pepper spray? They were polite to those people. They were courteous to those people. They were trying to explain to those people. Like, hey, listen, you can't be fighting those people. We're talking about they have no idea. Mogadishu, that's what it looks like. Like in the movie Black Hawk Down, dilapidated buildings, people that are starving, people that have constant, you know how painful it must be your parent and your children constantly have diarrhea because of bad drinking water. There's nothing you can do about it. People that are sick all the time with dysentery, you're hungry too bad. The government gives you the food. They just, they control the internet, and if you speak out, they will come and get you, and you could disappear, and you're not going to be seen. And they speak out, and they try to compare the United States, the United States, where you can burn a flag, where you can, all those people, blank Trump, and march along, and blank the police, and everything else, the Cuban regime where people are banished to prisons, never heard from again? What, do you think they get an attorney and a phone call? You think they're released on bail? To actually put that pen to paper, the United States should bend the, but you don't know anything about our policy with them. Oh, you want to get rid of Guantanamo Bay. Let's just remember these are the same people. They want to open up, open up the doors of the ACI. There are no prisons. Abolish prisons, abolish the police. 
Can you imagine the anarchy? I, I am telling you, though, folks, what I believe should start to happen, and I really mean this, is I believe the United States. You know, last summer they tried that chop zone, right, outside of uh, Seattle, Portland, where it was just like a small block radius. There was a murder there. And then this guy that was like a former pimp became like the mayor of the area. The police would not go in. I am telling you, we should start to set up zones where people like that can go and live. Now, the only thing is you're not getting any government assistance. But let them try to handle it. See who wants to live there. See who wants to live there. See how it goes without having 911. See how it goes with trying to feed all these people that choose not to work, that want to lay around and be on drugs and drunk all day. We are getting so close. I, I think it's worth it. I don't know where it would be, but they should set it up. This is, if you want to live this way, here's where you move. That's where you move if you want to, in fact, live that way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by my friend, Jack Calvino. Now, listen, it's Friday, and maybe right now, on this Friday afternoon, you're dealing with someone who is in an auto accident, motorcycle accident. What I mean by that, slip and fall, workplace injury, it's either you or a family member or a friend, or maybe it is you or someone within your family. I wish that I told you that the other person, that they were going to compensate you for your injuries. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. You need to fight back and call Jack. Call 401 785-9400, 401-785-9400. 785-9400, 401-785-9400, auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Listen, the guy practically wrote the law on personal injury law, but most importantly, In these situations, you need a fighter. You need someone who's going to go to bat for you. Because a lot of times, folks, I wish, like I said, they're going to offer you pennies on the dollar. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. That's why you need Jack Calvino. Remember what we say, fight back, call Jack. Call for a free consultation, 401-785-9400, 785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. You need the fighter. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Now, folks, next hour, I am going to get into a little bit more of the national news. President Biden, even he finally, think of that. The U.S. president had to speak out. About communism in Cuba, how far we have fallen. Also, the Pawtucket cop was in court this morning. They made special provisions for him. They did. They didn't allow the full media into the courtroom. He was, in fact, uh, arraigned. And the the youths that were involved, they were in court right there. I give them a lot of credit, steering them down. Next hour is radio only. Again, folks, uh, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The Power Hour is next. A lot more on Black Lives Matter and illegals in Rhode Island. Coming up right here on the John DePietro Show.